What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. What's up, everybody? Ryan McNichols here. Today is Saturday, January 7th, 2023. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck. Hey, what's up, everybody? And our producer, Mike Coyle. Yo. We got the final week of the NFL slate happening right now. We're about to happen. It's around 4 o'clock p.m. as we're recording this, so we've got a game starting in about a half hour. It's the Raiders and the Chiefs, Chiefs if I'm yes. not mistaken, so that'll be happening. Before we get into what we're going to do today, just going to mention briefly what happened on Monday in the game. Obviously, if you... If you're listening to this, I imagine you watch, and fo- you watch football and know what's going on. DeMar Hamlin suffered a what looked like a chest injury, turned out to be a cardiac arrest. Not too much specifics on it. He went down in the game, was on down on the field for a long time. They had to give him CPR to resuscitate him. He's in the, ho- he's in the hospital in critical condition for a while. He is still in critical di- condition, I believe, but they've removed the he, he breathing tube. He, yeah, he woke, woke up. up. Yep. He's neurologically intact. He's Still in the hospital, he's speaking, he FaceTimed his teammates, so he looks to be improving significantly, so just keep, still keep him in your thoughts and prayers. Obviously, we're not doctors, there's not a whole lot to say about that. There is some fantasy fallout to that. Obviously, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Buffalo Bills was a big game as far as fantasy implications were going. It's the last game of most people's fantasy playoffs, the championship fantasy game. season. And there's a lot of fantasy-relevant guys in that game between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Barrow, Joe Mixon, possibly the tight ends, even their kickers if you wanted to. So... You know, basically what I'll say is kind of what's been happening in most of the leagues is I would, the commissioner needs to talk about it with the two people who are in the championship, and if they can kind of agree on how they want to do it, then let those two decide that that's how to do it. But if there's no sort of, like, consensus between those two, then I guess it's one of those things where you come up with a couple of options and put the vote up to the league. So in the one league that I run... The two people that are in the championship, there was only one guy left to go in the game. He was down, you know, 35 points, but he has Stephon Diggs. So, you know, there's a there's a non-zero chance that Stephon Diggs would have gotten 35 points in the Bills-Bengals game. But obviously that's not going to happen. So we're just, in that league, we're using his points from Week 18 because they the Bills still have a reason to play in Week 18. The Patriots still have, they're playing for their playoff spot in Week 18. They can't lose the game. The Bills could potentially... Being you know in contention for the one seed if they win their game, so they all basically because the game still mattered. Stefan Diggs is still going to we imagine be out there and playing significant snaps in a significant role. So we're just going to take away the points he got from week seventeen and just use the points that he gets in week eighteen. That's how we decided to do that. But there's a couple of other situations. Uh, the one league we're in, they decided to use a Madden simulation for yeah. the Bengals Bills game to see what would have happened and went with the results of that. That's how it was decided. It's just, uh, and then other leagues, like our Dynasty League, I believe you guys just, you called it a match, right? Yeah, That's... so we we had agreed upon before the announcement that the game wasn't going to be resumed. Um, we agreed that if the game would be resumed, then we would use the stats from the game whenever it was played. And if it wasn't resumed, then that was just it. The match was over. 
So, again, this is something where the commissioner and the two people in the championship need to be the first people discussing it. And yeah, if the, the two of them can come to an agreement, then you leave it to up to them. And there's no right answer how to handle this situation. There's so many no. different ways you can go about it. And yeah. At the end of the day, most likely somebody's getting screwed one way or the other. Right. Sure. And if you, yeah, nah, be, be, you good, be a good sportsman when yeah. you can. I was going to say, you're probably in this league. Most people who are really concerned about this that don't have established rules for the scenario are probably playing with friends, family, coworkers, things like that. So this isn't something you want to get. If you're playing against your mom, intensive. Yeah. If you're playing against your mom in the championship. You know, and if you're in a big money league or something, you should have rules established for this already. And if you don't, then I don't know why you've got I, big yeah. money in on well, the league. So. I get imagine most big money leagues probably don't actually have rules for this established. I know. Like, so this is so crazy. I think they do. I think they just call it. That's what it is. It's just like the same thing as if, you know, the entire team just got injured in the game. Like, both your pl- Sorry, you had three guys going in the game. That's All three the of them got injured in the first quarter. And so, I mean, no I don't really what like that. argument you make, yeah. there, you can make an argument that sounds correct for whatever side you stand right, down. Exactly. Instead. That's what makes it so tough. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, so best of luck. Something to think about going forward. Yeah. They learn a lot about your leagues and your, and your other league it members. It definitely could be point. telling about, yeah. I th- it was good that we were able to get along yeah, very was, easily. You know, yeah. I think, and you know, once you're eliminated, you're just like, you guys just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Once you're out, so I got, really like, is this dynasty? I'm trying to figure out who I'm drafting and, you know, the top pick. three pick <laughs> coming up this season. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, that is crazy, though. Right, yeah, so. it was definitely definitely scary. Yeah, absolutely scary. Yeah. Just to see on the like, see it on TV. Can only imagine being yeah. there and witnessing that. You know. Yeah, yeah, scary thing. Glad he's okay. So yeah, absolutely. For the rest of the podcast, what we're gonna do is we're kind of gonna look at not kind of gonna we're gonna look at the rookie wide receiver class from this year and project where they're going forward. So the way we're gonna do this is the three of us are going to draft. The receivers, essentially, we're each going to pick one at a time, it, one pick each round, and then at the end of the round, we're going to discuss the three guys that were picked and just, you know, kind of their situation moving forward, what's the what's going on with their quarterback, their coach, the team, you know, kind of around them, uh, chances that significant, you know, other pass options get added to the offense, and also kind of look back at their stats this year and kind of realistically project like what those could look like going forward next year. So what what's the order that we decided no, on? We this? never decided. Oh, no, we're we going to flip a coin like, right now. I'll, I'll go third us. though. There's three of us. Yeah, I'll go third. Let me uh, see if I got that coin in my pocket here. All right. I will flip it and uh Rick, you can call it in the air. Um it's heads or tails by the way. Heads. The reveal. The coin is kind of dirty. It looks like a tail. It looks like tails. tails. It looks like a tails of me. All right. All right. So we will go. Uh, Rye has Rye has first pick. Yeah. All right. Boom. We were trying to decide this for the Super Smash Bros. tournament, but Rich picked the champion of champion in Super Smash Bros. So we had the computers simulate it, and the Robin sim- character in Super Smash Bros. on the Nintendo Wipe Switch is just wiping characters left and right. Yeah, he got it unfair. I, I couldn't take first pick that way. It wasn't yeah. fair. So, I mean, the first two AIs didn't even put up a fight. They looked like they were on level one. Sorry to get a sidetrack. All right. First overall pick of the rookie wide receivers. So any rookie wide receiver there. Yeah. Bell's on the board still. <laughs> David Bell? So He's on the board. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, that piece good. of information. 
I forgot about him. Yeah, because he had like four catches this season. That's why I didn't even have him on the list. I Sorry, I have the list of the top 15 guys as far as fantasy finishes, so I don't have all the rookies in front of me. But that being said, I don't I don't think any of those guys that were in the top 15 as a rookie is someone I'm looking um, at next I mean, season. You could potentially, you if you want to say Jamison Williams, you want to put him on the list. No, oh, yeah, we could yeah. put him in there. Anybody else uh, we're missing that was injured? Uh, I, I didn't no. really play this year. I don't yeah. think so. We lose Jones, like you said, but uh, that's kind of uh, it. So... I think my pick is actually going to be Chris Olave. Chris Olave? Pick. The New Orleans Saints. Okay. Well, so the pick is in. I don't know how to say Alright, so Mike stepped away for a second, but we'll still... I mean, you can make your pick, so. Well, I, mean, I feel like I have to. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. That's yeah. kind of what I figured was going to be the pick. All right, so I selected Chris Olave. Rich drafted Garrett Wilson. That's wild. You're nuts. So, who, me or Rich? Hey, yeah, yeah. Me? Okay. Yeah, so we, I'm taking Drake London. Drake London. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a I'm a crazy person. So all right, so those are the first three picks. I think it's pretty standard. Yeah, I don't know about in that order. No, I don't know about that in that order either. I think Drake London is in three this spot. I don't know. How do you guys feel about him? Um, I think that's fair. Okay. I I think I have Garrett Wilson one, Olave two, London three. That's how I would have it as well. So I guess, Rye, what is your reasoning for going to Lave? So, realistically, I don't know. I There's more room to move up for Chris Olave than Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson had 130 targets this season. That is good for 12th among wide receivers. I just I don't know how much more significantly that can go up, so how much better... You know, we're essentially hoping for more efficient higher quarterback quality, black play. Higher quality. That's that's what today. that's the only thing you can bank on. Then, what about anything in the Jets' history tells you that they're going to have this quarterback situation figured out this season? Who's going to be the quarterback next season? They keep saying they're committed to, you know, Zach Wilson, but Mike White has clearly outplayed him. Yeah, okay, so I don't know how comfortable I don't know how confident I am then in that with Jimmy G being out there. Like, is that going to be a more like? Uh, is that going to be a bigger play offense with Jimmy G out there? Is that what he's known for, big plays? Or, like, that's a guy who's used to a system where he gets the players open in space. They, so The Jets are running a very similar system. Offensive yeah. coordinator came from San Fran. So where did Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk finish this season? Uh, Debo Samuel was hurt. Um, Brandon Ayuk was surprisingly pretty high up there. Right, but that's what I mean. That's it. So, like, how much are they, did he finish around where Gary Wilson is? You know what I mean? When we're comparing him to the guys that are... Yeah. You just go click on him. It'll tell you exactly where he's ranked at. Click yeah. on Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, I think, what, wide receiver 19 or something? Uh, 17 of PPR. Wide receiver 17. Wow. Okay, and Garrett Wilson, that's what I'm saying. Garrett Wilson's 22, so how much more upward mobility is there, even if they get Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, that's that's just kind of what I'm I saying, mean, is I don't know they, that there's more so, room for growth for Garrett Wilson, whereas I feel like there may be for Chris Olave. You don't think Garrett Wilson is just going to get better? 
I just like man, he. I don't. It's not a matter of Garrett Wilson getting better or not. It's a matter of the Jets figuring out the quarterback situation and getting a quarterback. And, and he had 130 targets. Is his targets going to increase greatly? I don't think so. So now we're just hoping that it's more efficient next season. Whereas I can look at Chris Olave and say he only had about 109 targets. He did miss some time being banged up. I could realistically see him getting an additional 20 targets next season, which could lead to more production for him. You're, you're hoping for some positive to, uh, touchdown regression, too. We only have four TDs on the year, and there are two in... Olave oh, had three. Two in week two and two in week 12. Garrett um, Wilson's that guy. I'm not doubting that Garrett Wilson is good. I'm doubting, you know, just how much more upward mobility there is for him at this point in time. Also, the Jets have a good defense. Do the Jets need to get into 40-point shootouts every week next year? Or, like, you know, that's just one of those things where that could put a cap on how much there is for Gary Wilson. Again, just when you look at it, he had 21 more targets this season and operating as the number one pass catcher on that offense when Mike White is out there anyway. I don't know what Zach Wilson is doing, so. Yeah. No, I, I think just, there is a, I, 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 I was kind of, um. Not I'm sorry, Alave had 107 targets. I do like Alave as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of just giving me a grief. I, I think there's an argument to be sure. made that you take Alave first here. Um, they both look like they're crediting towards being the, you know, pretty solid wide receiver ones. I mean, they have the potential, you know. It's hard mm-hmm. to say at this point. They both, they pace the out test. Oh, yeah, them. they're both, they're, they're one, two for me. Like you said, Drake London is clearly the third one out of them. Even then. And he might be lower dude, than yeah, the other that far back, I don't think. I mean, he, my problem he, is their he offense. Over 700 yards and four touchdowns with terrible quarterback play. So let's move on, but we're getting to, we're, before we jump on So I kind of talked about a lot of what I like, the fact that, you know, he missed some time, so he, you know, he only appeared in 14 games, so there's a chance that he sees an increased target share, as does maybe a little bit better. Um, they both finished, you know, Flayus had four and three touchdowns. Garrett Wilson was 13.7 yards per reception. Chris Olave, 14.7. So, you know, they finished only seven catches apart despite him having 20 more targets. And, you know, Olave ended up with 982, 982 yards. Garrett Wilson, 10.14. So, about, you know, 30-yard difference there between the two of them there. And that's what I'm saying. I think if he plays two more games... And just does what he does in those games. He would have finished ahead of Garrett Wilson. So I just see the you know the chance that the Jets kind of fumble at the quarterback position is still out there. So now Chris Olave does look really good. He does absolutely. So I feel differently that Drake London is beneath those two guys because of just the offense, the offensive system, and Mm -hmm. I, I you're there's. Again, it's one of those things with a lot of optimism, and you're hoping that the Falcons... The reason that the Falcons stuck with the run game for so long is because they were in contention for winning this division way longer than they should have been because the whole division was really bad. (laughs) And so they kept running it, even when it didn't seem like it was a good idea. I mean, they were down like three scores in one game and just kept running the football because they didn't want to. You hope that at the end of the season they look and they go, hey, yeah, that's probably not a realistic strategy for us. We need to change something, and we probably need to get our pass catchers involved. And you hope that they get a you know a decent quarterback in there. And it's great that Calvin Ridley is now not going to come back to be the number one over Drake London. But, like, again, that's a lot of hope. You're hoping they get a quarterback after they you know decided to wait and take Desmond Ritter last year. You're hoping that they change their offensive system to be you know more pass efficient. You're hoping that if they draft a rookie that he fits into the system and runs it efficiently for them. So, I don't know. Maybe we can hope that next season their division is a little bit more competent, so they have to actually try to win games, so they actually have to throw the football 
and he just sees more volume because he's another guy who only had, you know, 109 targets. And I say only, like, only 30 wide receivers in this past season had over 100 targets at this point, not including Week 18 because most championships aren't in Week 18. So I'm leaving that out. But at this point in time, there's only 30 wide receivers that have had 100 or more targets. So I say kind of like only, but those upper echelon guys can get one, get you know, 160, 170 around there, and that's just what I mean. Where I, I don't expect that sort of jump for any of those guys. I expect them to be around 130, 140. But I just don't know that Drake London's making that jump next season. Is is partly my issue, especially your hope. Part of the backlash, too, would be they didn't get Kyle Pitts involved at all this season. Yeah. So if he's involved then, too, do they kind of use them interchangeably, a similar body type? That was the argument for taking him is that they're both similar guys and you kind of run the same thing with each of them on opposite sides of the field. And so Yeah, I agree. The yeah. talent is there. Uh, the situation is bad. Yeah, and it doesn't project to get better. Um, that's actually, you know, kind of was thinking about it for a second. It's like... Uh, Drake London has finished at 161 points. Uh, you got like, I mean, uh, the only thing I was thinking, I was like, uh, well, Christian Watson was having a pretty good season, but then I remembered he has a ton of touchdowns, and he's due for a good amount of touchdown regression next year. Um, and I guess I'm assuming Rodgers is playing in Green Bay again next year. Yeah, uh, I, I guess. So um, I'll stick with the Drake London in the three spot on that. Um, I mean, yeah, he's he's – He's a good football player. You know, he is the talent there. That one passed the eye test. He, you know, looks like the alpha receiver. Um, yeah. What? Uh, you guys got anything else about the the top three guys here, or, or are we uh, ready to rock on to the second round? Of the draft? We're ready to rock on to the second round. Right. Are we doing snake style or NFL style? Uh, let's uh, let's do NFL style. Okay. Let's, okay. Yeah, let's keep going like All right. So this was going to be my homer pick, but. I was also thinking about this guy possibly over Drake uh, Drake London. I'm going with George Pickens, first pick in the second round, fourth wide receiver. Okay. Still got Christian Watson, Jahan Dotson, yep. Yep. Romeo Dobbs, Alec Pierce, Raheem Shahid, Traylon Burks. Don't mind if I do. I'll add uh, Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. So Rich is going with Dotson. As uh, you know, might be right into Watson then. Um, and yeah, you don't want to take the Traylon Burks? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. And Alec Pierce? Raheed Shahid's out there. No, man. Christian Watson has looked pretty good. I know he's had a ton of touchdowns, and I just said he's going to be due for regression, but dude catches bombs. I mean, uh, does he? I, I think he's dropped more bombs than he caught. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I'd be honest. I just, I just haven't been focused in on any of these guys this year a whole lot. Um, so I think. We'll have to. Uh, I would like to hear what you guys think about that uh, that pick right there. Are you taking Watson? Was that yeah? I'm gonna take okay. Watson. I just we'll, wanted to we'll, make we'll sure we Watson didn't. Here. Okay. Yeah. So. I don't hate it. I think it's a solid pick. Mm-hmm. So you get. We're talking. That's the sixth pick of the draft, and you got a guy with legit, you know, wide receiver one upside. Yeah. If, if it's realized, we don't know if he will get there and, and hit, but you know the, all the tools are there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, his situation is pretty solid, you know. Like we said, if Rogers comes back, yeah. But as of currently today, it's solid. I I don't know. Do you think Rogers would ever go somewhere else and like play? I, I could imagine that you. I, I it's obviously what is going on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? But I expect him to want to retire as a Packer. We'll see. 
I guess a lot of guys don't I'm, do that anymore. That's what I mean. I'm not sure. I feel like he might be the last of those guys because he did kind of come from that era. <laughs> so you feel like that's kind of what he wants to do. But then at the same time, I also think he wants to win another Super Bowl before he's done. So is that the team that's best equipped to do that? And then there's always the thing that we kind of talk about jokingly, but maybe dead serious, is that, you know, are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers both going to retire in the same offseason? It's mm-hmm. like one of them's going to have to retire first because, and for people who don't understand why that matters, it matters for your Hall of Fame eligibility and induction, and I can't imagine those two wanting to share yeah. that. It's not even just that. It's like, no no disrespect. Like, they're, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but he's not Tom Brady. Right. And if Tom Brady's done after this year, does Rodgers retire and have his Hall of Fame day overshadowed by Brady? Right. Like if if he waits a year or two, he will be celebrated a lot more for his Hall. Like for his, he'll have it all to himself pretty much. You know? Right. He'll be the headliner, whereas he'll be you know underneath Brady if they retire the same year. So it's a question of it seems like Tom Brady might be looking for a new team. Does Aaron Rodgers stay? Again, a lot of the problems he seemed to have at the beginning of the season seemed like they might have worked themselves out. Obviously, not a fan of the young wide receivers, but you uh, gotta, like we said, you gotta use them. You gotta humming. make them work. So, oh, gave me crap on but, his pod in the beginning of the season. So the Bucks, they'll get the Bucks will get right by the playoffs. They're you know they're here. Mm-hmm. Green Bay will get right by the playoffs. The Bucks are they're not here. right. The Bucks oh, are in the playoffs. The Bucks are not in the playoffs. The Bucks are not there. right. They got there. Not, it doesn't mean they're right. The, they're you know what I mean? The broken clock is right twice. The offense is somebody has to win the division. Somebody has to win the division. The offense is no longer, you know, crawling or laying there dead and, and trying to Mike crawl. Evans They're now caught, trudging through the mud. Mike right, Evans they're almost th- getting to a brisk jog. Mike Evans caught three touchdowns to make up for the five and 800 yards that he dropped over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, you can come around. <laughs> so. Hey, they got right. Yeah, they got right. <sighs> I don't know. So the other thing with then Christian Watson picked, the reason... That so, like you said, we said earlier with Watson is that he's got touchdown regression going. This is also where it's like George Pickens is above those two for me. Where you look at them, they both have seven. Jahan Dotson has seven touchdowns as well, just like Christian Watson, and he's only appeared in eleven games. Watson's appeared in thirteen, so they're both kind of being you know carried by touchdowns. Christian Watson has Romeo Dobbs there. Romeo Dobbs actually has more targets and catches on the season. It's just obviously Christian Watson's go for four more yards per catch and he's got more touchdowns. Well, Watson walked off while Dobbs was out in. Right. So they both, you know, technically, you know, Dobbs has appeared in 12 games and Watson 13. It's really only been seven and ten games for each of them because they didn't really play a whole lot and those other ones, but so that's my concern is that there is competition there for Christian Watson with, you know, Romeo Dobbs there. It's not there's not a clear pecking order still is what I feel like, you know. Is Aaron Rodgers still gonna be back there? Is this pecking order gonna be clearly defined? What about Alan Lazard who's still there on that offense? Is he still gonna factor in there? So I just I don't know. Lazard, man, he's a better real life football player than he is for fantasy. I'm not talking. About, I understand that, but that's just what I'm saying. Like, if he's just taking, you know, twenty percent of the pie away, that's just you know an extra. You know, if, if he wasn't there, that's just an additional you know ten percent that might get you know sent over to Christian Watson's way, and then a couple percent sent over to Romeo Dot. But I just don't feel like there's a, still a clear packing order there's between not. those three players. And Christian Watson, like, the past two weeks has been disappointing for you because he hasn't hit those big plays for the offense, which is surprising playing he the Minnesota Vikings one. in a game he eight. One last weekend. And that keeps popping up his head as well. So 
that makes me nervous. Jahan Dotson, the same thing on the commander's team with we they've got a bigger question mark at quarterback there that's i think a, at the moment that's a gut pick for me i, I don't i just got this like this feeling i watched them play a ton of penn state um you know i you guys know i, I do not like penn state but had to watch the games for, for dotson when he was there and just this year he's he just he flashes and he passes the eye test and he just reminds me of a guy who's going to be in the league for a decade and he's going to be putting out fantasy points just steady for a decade. Se- seven touchdowns on 32 catches. Yeah. So about, about one in every four catches went for a touchdown for him. found a way to get in the end zone a ton in college. He's, so. got Terry Mc- he's got Terry McLaurin there who they just signed to an extension in front of him to a deal. So, again, yeah. this was something I talked about before. Where I just I think he's going to be the number two on his team. And it's the same issue that George Pickens has there with Deontay Johnson, but one of those situations where I feel that George Pickens may end up leading the team in targets next year with Kenny Pickett there under center because Kenny Pickett really seems to like him and, you know, Mitch Trubisky didn't seem to like him as much. So as the season went on, it just seemed like Pickens became the guy. He's also the bigger play guy. And Deontay Johnson not getting any touchdowns right now. I don't know. They're just not using him in the red zone. If he gets one more catch, it will he will tie the season record for most catches without scoring a touchdown. Is that who, who has that record? Is it Jacoby Myers by chance? I don't know off the be. top of my head. I it think very it well could be. Or that might have been like a seat that might have been like a to start a career. Yeah, but, start a career yeah. stat. So I honestly might want I would think I would want Christian Watson over Jahan Dotson because there is the chance, the more likely probability that Christian Watson emerges as the number one for the Packers and I don't see that pathway for Jahan yeah. Dotson like it is. So I would take Watson over Dotson. Yeah. Watson, Dotson. That's fair. You, you guys know I haven't been a believer in, in Watson since the, the preseason. Yeah. So I'm not going to start believing now. I'm going to die on this hill. Yeah, die on this hill. Yeah, okay. if I have to. Or, you know, king of the hill. I'm going to die on the hill or I'll be the king of the hill. Right. You're going you're gonna to ride with your opinion yeah. from, the, from the start. You're not switching up. We're not flip-flopping. Nah. You're not playing both sides, I say. You're taking a stand. Like my stand on Traylon Burks. Right. Well, let's We're not. flipped here. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'll put him a stop to this Traylon Burks railroading. Why not? He's about to get picked. Well, my next pick. Is he about to get picked? Or should we move on to the third <laughs> round? Did you have anything you wanted to say about Pickens, Dotson, Watson, anything think, that we did? I think we're, we're pretty solid on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, moving on to the third. Let's move on to the third, though. All right, no more. All right, so we've got Alec Pierce, Romeo Dobbs, Rashid Shahid, Traylon Burks. <laughs> oh, we're so silly. I'm going to take Jameson Williams, who we forgot about. I feel uh, like. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> You're sneaky. He gets JMO. All right. That's how it. Hey. Somebody well, cookie well done. Forgot about him too. Well done. Do we? Uh, we'll come back to that. At the no, end. no. We'll no, come we'll, back to that at the end. He got yeah. picked where he got picked. You know, the other teams should have been paying attention. I will take Burks. Traylon uh, Burks. I got snuck twice here, huh? Mm-hmm. Sniped him. Sniped him. Um, man, let's get on his list. Um, I'm definitely not taking CI more. Um, yeah. David Bell's out there. Let's see. Alec Pierce is still on the board. Yeah, Pierce is on the board. You know what? I don't love it, but let's uh, let's throw him into that round oh, as well. Man. You're hoping to get him with your next pick? Yeah. Oh, man. You thought. Aww. Took my guy. You Just because I have my dynasty. 
Let's talk so, about that first guy. Yeah, let's start with that. Would if you guys, if we've been paying attention, would you guys have taken Jamison Williams over any of the guys that we took in the last round, Pickens, Dotson, Watson? Maybe a hot take, but no. No. Okay. Uh, what's the deal with him right now? He's he is, he played at one point, right? He came out and played a game or two. I haven't really heard like, a third. He he has snaps. He has. A single snap in three games, and then two other games he yeah. has. He's still working back from the ACL. Yeah, okay, yeah. So. I was going to say, one game he went out there and like had a big touchdown. And like Sorry, not snaps. Mm-hmm. Targets, I'm talking targets. He had three targets across three games, and one game he had two targets where he caught one, and one game he, got, he was targeted three times. And What was the one game he actually did something? He scored like a touchdown, a long touchdown or something? Yes. I don't know if he's ever going to be... And like I said, Lazard, the guy who's better for real-life football than he is for fantasy. What, Jameson Williams? Yeah, field stretcher. Um, I just, I, I'm not Ross St. Browns will be the target hog underneath. Oh, yeah. I, I, like, right. Uh, I, don't, I don't see him uh, supplanting Amon Ra as the, as the wide receiver one there. No. And you don't expect Jared Goff to carry two? Uh, yeah, I'm done down Goff, too. <laughs> yeah? You're back on? Not back on, but I'm just going to stop saying He's he can't guy? do stuff. Every time I say he can't do something, he does it. I spent the whole, was it two pods ago, trashing how he can't play outside in the weather. Uh, and what's he do? He just goes off. Yeah. I'm just like, not saying he can't, yeah. Not yeah. saying he can't do stuff. Like, you, you've been sending him DMs on Twitter and getting all fired up? The spark plug. Spark plug. I'm going to show you a DM right now and tell him he you can't beat the Green Bay Packers. Number one golf yeah. hater. <laughs> yeah, you are the so You can't beat the Packers, dog. <laughs> He's a lace of Packers. Hey. They, they need the Seahawks it. to lose still too, in order okay. for them to make it. But okay, so that was just the first thing. I just wanted to see if we would have taken him over any of those other guys. So you just generally, I, uh, dude, to me, and like it's it's I don't know, it's it's it could be a controversial take because of how it panned out for him. But I could see him being like more of like a Henry Ruggs type. Where he's a field stretcher, Whoa. he's not going to put up a ton of a ton of fantasy points, but Whoa. his pop off weeks when he catches his deep bombs. Outside of that, he might be borderline flex play. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I see him being this locked and loaded wide receiver one or wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside that a lot of people do. I don't know if I see it. Right. I, th- I feel like you should have picked somebody who who didn't have off field stuff happening. <laughs> That's but like I, you know, was. No one else came to mind that in that role. Maybe you know. Maybe a Gabe Davis type, yeah. So I feel with DJ with DJ Chark is only on a one year deal. I don't imagine they'll sign him and bring him back because why would they have spent a first you know top ten or trade up? Why would they spend you know a top pick on Jamison Williams if they were just going to bring DJ Chark back? They traded TJ Hawkinson away, so there is a very realistic chance next year that Jamison Williams you know is the solid number two on that offense and. Maybe they their defense gets a little bit better, or maybe it's another year like this where they have a lot of shootout games and they have to keep throwing the ball, and somebody else there has to catch the ball and show up. And I mean, DJ Chark's had a nice past couple of games there as the number two wide receiver. He's not like blowing it out of the water, but he's consistently getting like 12, 14 points. So if Jamison Williams can come out there and do that. I just I feel better about. I don't. I, I guess I feel like he's in the right grouping with those last two guys and Dotson and Watson from last round. And I feel, I think I feel better about, I definitely feel better about him than Traylon Burks. Been established. But <laughs> yeah, keep I think this going. is the, I think this is the right area for him is these last couple of guys that went in the last round in this round. I think it's fair. He's right in that, in that tier. He should be in that zone, you know? 
Yeah. I don't think you, you can't put him up there with Olave Wilson or, or London. I don't think you no, can. No, no. And, you know, I'd probably have Pickens over him. Now, if you wanted to, you know, I'd hear your argument for J-Mo over Dotson or over uh, Watson. Like, that. that's cool. Even over Pickens if you wanted to. But I think he's solidly outside of that first group of three. Yeah, definitely. Again, just because it's hard to, we haven't really seen him on the field, so we don't know. Is he 100% back? Does you know have all this speed? Still, is he still the guy that he was coming out of college? So it was all things we were worried about, but also at this point, we thought we would have seen something from him so far. So this is the last week to see something before next season, you know, unless the Lions happen to make the playoffs, which involve them beating the Packers and the Seahawks losing. And I forget who the Seahawks are playing, but I feel like it's unlikely that they're going to lose. And then Alec Pierce. Again, we're at the point now where I think we're past the guys that are going that could emerge to be the number one wide receiver on their team. The Seahawks so. have the Rams. So. Seahawks play the Rams. Yeah, so very unlikely that the Seahawks lose that game. Or don't Baker Mayfield play a little spoiler? Maybe. Dude, Alec, yeah, for Alec Pierce, uh, I feel like, you know, you look at him, he had 550 yards on the season. In a seasons. terrible situation, man. Yeah, in a horrible like, situation. Uh, he did what he... You know what you you would like to see a rookie do, uh, you know his first year. Did he has potential to be good? You know, two three years down the line. I think he's just a solid pick in that spot. You know, you get him ninth off the board in our uh, little little draft here. I think that's just solid numbers for who he is. Uh, he's not a world beater right now, but he he has potential to break out in a couple of years for sure. So. Is Michael Pittman going into his contract year? Next year will be his fourth season. So Yeah, because he was taken in the second round. So it'll be a contract year for him unless they sign him to an extension this offseason. So that'll help for a redraft. You'll find out whether or not they extend Michael Pittman, which will tell you kind of what to expect for Alec Pierce going forward. Because like you said, so I was kind of in the – again, I was just saying kind of with these last couple guys, I think we're kind of in more, more this round than the last round. We're more towards the guys where I don't know if they – I see less of a clear path for them becoming the number one on their team because of right. whatever reason. James Williams, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown is there. Alec Pierce has Michael Pittman. Maybe Michael Pittman moves on. Same thing with St. Brown. His contract should be coming up soon, too, I'd imagine. And then the Tennessee Titans. So it's not so much that I think someone's there. It's going to be the number one over Burks. I think they're going to add somebody at the wide receiver position at some point to be competition just in general for him. So I, just, I feel like if... We're going through rosters, and we're looking at just like pass catchers is like a glaring hole in the Tennessee Titans roster. Oh, they need them. They need and they're going to have to address that. So there's not currently somebody on the roster that's a threat, but I don't know how big of a threat the person they're bringing in. I don't know if this is going to be a first-round guy, a second-round guy, if they're trading for somebody to bring in with them. Not yeah, sure. Remains so. to be seen. That's just kind of how I feel about those three guys in general. I'm still taking Alec Pierce over Traylon Burks, just despite Rich at this point. Yeah, 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 we know, we know. <laughs> know how it goes. Do you, uh, Rich, do you uh, got anything to say about Burks here? No, I just, I just to kind of comment on what you said about the competition. I, I expect them to bring somebody in. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be competition, more so as you know, to supplement. Right. Um, they need help. Yeah. Slot, wide receiver two, you know, whatever. I, I think that, that can help Traylon, too, having having another guy there to kind of take the pressure off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We'll see what they do. Um, I've seen some mocks saying they may draft a wide receiver first or second round. Okay. So it remained to be seen. But I, I don't know if they would spend first round capital again at the wide receiver position two years in a row. It's you know they have some other holes on that team. I don't know. Talk about a guy. He's got some upside. He's got opportunity. There's not a lot of competition there. Um, I'll roll the dice again. You know he's been my guy for like two and a half years now. Again, I'm gonna die on the hill. Yep. All right, well, we we want to slide over to round four here. Yeah, let's finish finish it up. Finish it up. All right, then, uh, Rai, you are on the clock. I am on the clock. Yeah, it, again, it, it, we're getting speculative at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I know who I want. So, I think I'm gonna have to go with Romeo Dobbs. Okay. I think that's a good pick. I'm safe. I think that's a good pick. That's a good pick? Yeah. I was going to take him. <laughs> now that you got sniped, who you taking? Bum, 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 bum. Um, at this point, it's all speculative at this point, right? Give me, um, give me Sky. Sky Moore. Right. And that will leave me with going with uh, Wondell Robinson. Oh, oh wow. yeah. I thought it was going to be Taekwon. No, no, I'm going to go with Wandell. He has, I think, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, we got to get his ACL repaired. Oh. Who? Wandell. Wandell. Um, you want to go back? Yeah, we'll keep it there. Let's, let's, we'll keep it there. I, I think the the difference between discussing Thornton versus Robinson are about equal. So let's, uh, let's get started at the top, then. So Romeo Dobbs, again, just that general discussion with how close Dobbs and Watson are as far as, you know, targets, catches, things like that. Just there's a possibility, again, that Romeo Dobbs emerges as the number one pass catcher on that team. So I just felt like there was more optimism or more upside to him compared to the other guys left at this point. Absolutely. And clearly in a tier beneath the guys that we had last time. Or in the last round, so like this is clearly a separation from those last guys. But I, I just like you said, over we haven't seen much from Sky Moore. They're using him as a punt returner, <laughs> a kick returner, a lot in the game. Which they shouldn't, because he stinks at it. Yeah, he's cost him a few. You know, we got Tyquan Thornton, who's a wide receiver for the Patriots. I mean, I think we're still waiting for Jacoby Myers to. I mean, actually, he had a decent year this year, Jacoby Myers. He's but pretty solid. But I mean, like I feel like that's like the ceiling for a top wide receiver out of New England at this point unless, you know, Bill Belichick retires and they get a new coach in there, which I don't know is going to happen anytime soon, so... Jacoby Myers was wide receiver 32 while missing a couple games. Three games and leaving another one uh, early. So, there's a lot of wide receivers that left games and missed time this season, he surprisingly scored... What do you get on a points per game? Five touchdowns. Points per game. Normally it does. It's not showing. I don't see it here. Okay. Not that important then, but he was averaging double-digit points per game. I know that much for Jacoby Myers. But so, yeah, I just feel like that's this kind of the ceiling for a number one wide receiver in the Patriots offense. And then the Giants. The Giants is another team where, like, they need to add multiple options at the pass-catching position. So about 13 points per game for Jacoby Myers. Yeah, so... I don't know that I expect more even Tyquan Thornton became the number one receiver for the New England Patriots. I, I don't really think it'll happen. 
the Giants need to add pass catching helps to the game. It's just a matter of like the processes. I want the guy that looks like he's going to get the greatest target share, and it seems like Romeo Dobbs has the best chance to get the greatest target share of those guys. Yeah, my pick. I went pure, pure speculative. Yeah, take the take the guy tied the Mahomes, and you know, we're in the fourth round here with these with these rookie wide receivers and going uh, all in on Chiefs magic. Yeah, you know the upside is there. He's got decent draft capital. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, what else are we getting out here? Like, am I, am I supposed to take Rashid Shaheed? Am I supposed to take? Um, You're supposed to take Wondell Robinson. David Bell, like, yeah. you know. David Bell, man. At, what, at this point, he was so hyped up at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, not it's not overly hyped, but like people expected him to be a lot better. I, than yeah. Rich was. I was one of those guys. I was big yeah. on David Bell. You were definitely a big David Bell supporter. What happened? <laughs> He went to the Browns. Yeah, I just I don't know if he's got that um that uh next level juice, that athleticism to really excel. His game um, in college was predicated on like that short area type of quickness, working those routes. He was he was pretty much a slot guy. He played a little bit on the outside too, but it was power and it was you know being a little bit quicker. And I right. just don't he didn't test very well at the combine. And I, I don't know if that game's gonna his game's gonna translate very well. Right. Yeah. The game might just be too a little bit too fast yeah, at this point. Be a little bit too quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's not. I don't know if he's gonna overpower corners it, and safeties and you know linebackers. I might cover him while he's in the slot. You know. Right. It's um, something I was thinking about too. We talked about this before the year, but like, would Sean uh, Watson come back and play football the same that he was playing before? Um, with after we got nope. playing for for a really long time, and then obviously there's I don't really want to get into it, but you know would he be able to handle the pressure of coming back in the situation that he's in now that he's like an evil person, um, <laughs> and he has a lot of pressure of people viewing him that way. Um, yeah. I think you know it's it really is like that's a lot to overcome to be like that that person. So um, yeah. Bell, I know we didn't draft him here, and I guess that's why. Um, I don't think his situation is actually that good. So, you know, we got DPJ breaking out. Yeah, there's just another podcast I listened to where one day they referred to Deshaun Watson as he must not be named, and then they just decided they were calling him Voldemort from then on out. So that's just how they refer to him on on their podcast all the time. It says Voldemort. I thought it was hilarious. It's pretty funny, though. But, yeah, he just <laughs> – they make Harry Potter jokes about him all the time and how, like, he uses the spells against his own team or whatnot, whatever it is. Like, he Avada Kedavered, you know, Amari Cooper's value here. Rich, but, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, go ahead. I, I was surprised that, um, you know, you wouldn't have been you, – you said you were gunning for uh, Romeo Dobbs in this round? Yeah, I was hoping yeah. to get him there. Even yeah. after we found out that his name's not Romeo Dupes? Yeah, it was disappointing. But, it was disappointing. Know, yeah, the upside in this round would have been it would have been worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I went with him as well. And I mean, if it makes you feel any better, Rich, remember I was I was big on uh, or not big on, but I was optimistic about Jalen Tolbert, and then he got drafted to the Cowboys, oh. and I was like, oh man, he's buried on that depth chart. He's not going to do anything. Oh, you know who they, tried to, they tried to make him a thing in the beginning of the season too, and he just couldn't do it. And he started becoming like healthy scratches. Well, that's because, yeah, but I think that was only because there was injuries there, right? Michael yeah, Gallup was injured. Yeah, they tried to make him a thing. Yeah, Kalen Tolbert. Yeah, yeah, they were throwing him the ball. 
for that, the first couple tried. games, I think. Yeah, they tried. That, is he on? The, it's it's. You think about. I'm sorry. I pulled up somebody else. I pulled up yeah. Bo Melton. Bo Melton. I just yeah. scooped him up last week. <laughs> I saw that, and actually, I was gonna try and grab him. You trade him to you? No, I don't want. I'm not doing that. I mean, we're get, we're not talking f- about that. The fourth or fifth. I'm good. I'll send you uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it once the deadline opens back up. Because um, I don't particularly want to do that. Uh, but yes, you do. You did, don't okay, know it, yeah. All right. Uh, you can <laughs> stop Jedi mind tricks. Uh, yeah, no, Bo Melton, uh, we'll say about him. Uh, what what, uh, what was his deal going with the season? Like, what happened? Like, do you remember um, the Holy Grail I was searching for uh-huh. last season? He qualified, but he didn't have the draft capital. Okay. So, I don't know. And then he went, he got cut. He was, so he got, he eventually ended up seventh round pick mm-hmm. in Seattle. Buried right. behind Lockett and DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. He was on the practice squad. Yeah. And Green Bay signed him off their practice squad. And like Ryan's been saying all, all show, there's no pecking order there. Who knows what's going to happen? I saw a Green Bay wide receiver. And I said, oh, you know, he passed the thresholds. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, take a shot. He doesn't have a draft capital, so I don't expect he'll be anything, to be honest. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, throwing a dart blindfolded, you never know. You just might hit bullseye. Chances are you're not going to hit board, though. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, it's not a bad guy to have on. You know, we don't have taxi squads, so that's a guy that you can bottom just of the roster. He might end up getting cut come draft time anyway. So. Yeah, that's he's very he's a he's a bubble guy. So wait, Bo Melton is on the Packers now? Is that yes. what you're telling me? This yeah. is what I'm telling you, yeah. He's coming in to, he's gonna, first he's gonna supplant Dobbs, <laughs> then he's gonna supplant Christian Watson. He's gonna be out there. First, he's gotta take over the corpse of Randall Cobb. He's gotta... And the ghost of Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And, um, you know... Then he can take on Dobbs and then the Watson top dogs. and then Lazard. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you say that, it's oh, man, Packers. Mm. Packers, Packers. Aaron Rodgers, he loves it. Um, cool. You guys got anything else to go over today? I think that's pretty much it. So we're pretty optimistic about the first guy, the guys taking in the first round, like that top three: Olave, Wilson, London. We're all pretty confident going going forward on them, and then. The confidence kind of wanes the further we go down through the yeah. second and third round. The fourth round is just a complete dart throw with those guys. So, that's just to recap, Olave, Wilson, London, solid. Pickens, Dotson, Watson's a lot of high hopes. And then after that, there's a lot of uncertainty, risk, potential, but nothing really proven or shown so far. <clears throat> cool. And I think that's going to be everything from us today then. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah, let's give some final thoughts. I just want to shout out the DJ Moore Truthers. Who <laughs> held you on are the DJ Moore Truther. I may be the only one left at this point. I don't know. But, you know, I sent you guys the text. I had to I had to get it on air because no one responded. You need to join a DJ Moore support group online. Let's say is, like I told you guys, two months ago, two months ago to be, a look, be on the lookout for the DJ Moore playoff schedule. Okay. What happened past three weeks. Dude, do we have a, we have other bets that we haven't circled back on too? We need uh, to. Yeah, we, there, we we had to or yeah. So Rich won bets against you and me a few weeks ago. It was bets about 
DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, and Devontae Smith is, I believe, where we were. Okay. So, or that was the bet between you guys. And Rich and I had another bet a little separate. So, uh, hang on, I got it. So, your guys' bet was Hopkins versus Cook in Week 16. They were both awful, but Hopkins was more awful. Okay. Hey, well, less awful. awful. He was less awful. Win by default. And then uh, it, it was me and Rich in week, or that same week, actually. They had Miles Sanders versus, like, Kamara and Chubb. I forget exactly what it was, but a Rich came out on it. I think he had Kamara over, uh, you know, Chubb or Sanders. Dang. Wait. I had Cooks. No, I had Cooks. No, he had Cooks. Uh, you had, had Cooks. cooks. Yeah. Over DeAndre. I had Hopkins. Yep. Yeah. Listen, all I'm going to say is it sounds like that. Like I need my own crystal ball segment on the show. Okay. Where I just look into the crystal ball and tell you. We'll have to get a ball then. We'll have to get a crystal ball. We'll figure it out. I mean, we can get one. We'll have we to figure just it out. start keeping know, track of bets I, and put something I know a guy on the line. That, that write them down. Yeah, put it on Primo the line. No crystal balls. We'll get it. We'll get it done because I told you about DJ Moore. Said the playoff matchups: 18, 20, 23. All right. I don't know that that's so much a bet, more of a prediction. So I guess we're gonna have to have two stiff separate things going on here. Yeah. Or well, uh, yeah. Let's 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 end this. Thing. So yeah, that's gonna be everything from us today. Then yeah, enjoy the you know enjoy the NFL playoffs. Yeah. Now the fantasy season's over. If you want to do daily fantasy stuff like that, start looking towards dynasty stuff. We'll come back with some more dynasty content as the you know offseason progresses. Until next time, I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Alk, shout out my fantasy champions. Back to back. All right, whatever. I'm Mike Coyle. <laughs> <laughs>